My name's Rad, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Decepticons, transform and rise up! Calling Autobots! Calling Autobots! This is a battle protocol! Robots with emotions. Robots who can die. Hey folks, welcome back to Transformers Tuesdays, the fan hole spinoff show where we talk Transformers all the time and every time. I'm Mike, I'm going to be your host tonight. Uh, joining me tonight is... I'm... Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Uh... Yeah, so like, uh, if you don't already know, and you, I don't know why you would know, we wouldn't know... Uh, we're going to be talking uh, War for Cybertron, the Netflix original anime, the third Woo! season uh, entitled Kingdom, which was just released this past week. So you're getting I lo- this I love this fresh. one. I love this one so much. I watched it in English, and then I went back and watched it in Japanese, and then I went back and watched it five more times. Whoa. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's, a, it's a total lie. I watched it the one time. I watched it the one time and probably never again. Yeah, me too. In, in what passes for English. Uh-huh. What passes for English. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have listened to our shows on Siege and Earthrise, um, you probably know our, our general uh, leanings in regards to these Netflix yeah, but, shows. But. but but to subvert your expectations, I, I think me and Mike both agree that Kingdom is the best one so far. It is. It is. It's right? the best out of the three. And it, it's even it's better best. than the Machinima stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it's like it's like a, 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 a crisp, shiny turd instead of like a turd with corn on the cob in it or <laughs> i don't know what did, but it's it's better it's good i mean it's, did, well I, I don't know good is is strong but i mean what, it's it's better than than the other ones what was the analogy like me and justin used last time where like he was like oh like siege is better than the machinima stuff like but i was kind of like like in the same oh, way you, that like you, he was like, like the machinima stuff was like a rotting corpse and like siege is, was this, better than that but you're this, still like this is just a corpse. Yeah, you're still what, just like, a regular. What, what, what is this? This is this is like your ailing grandpa. Like <laughs> yeah, your crusty old grandpa. He's still he's still kicking, but he's on his way. You out. see glimmers of stuff you used to love, yes, but it's all encrusted with weird <laughs> shit. Here first. This is this is the quick, dirty, no spoilers review. War for Cybertron Kingdom is like your grandpa. Kingdom is like your grandpa. <laughs> When they release the Blu-ray, that'll that'll be the blurb on it. Kingdom is a lot like your grandpa. Do you do you want to hear why I think I had a a minimally favorable response to some of the things that was in this particular Netflix series? Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna say I think if you guys read the IDW Beast Wars miniseries and maybe come over to Botok and read Danja's excellent reviews on the IDW Beast Wars series, 
this shit will look like Citizen fucking Kane in comparison to that miniseries. <laughs> like, like you know how they used to say, like, like I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but it's like, you know how like they had the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie that came out or whatever, but then later they tried to do the theatrical version of Power Rangers Turbo, like a, a Turbo movie or whatever. And one of the reviews I remember reading about the Turbo movie was like that the special effects in the Mighty Morphin movie were like the Star Wars fucking special edition compared to the special effects in the Turbo movie. And I feel like (laughs) in that analogy, the IDW shit is the Turbo movie. And this is like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, the one that was shot in Australia that had all the quote unquote good special effects or at least money was spent on the special effects. Right. Of all, so, of all the of all the fiction that they released this year to commemorate Beast Wars 25th anniversary, this was not the shittiest. <laughs> like, no, no, it certainly wasn't. It certainly wasn't. I, I, I mean, I I feel sad because I thought I thought I was all about dicks forever, right? Like I was going to ship uh, Nix and Dinobot until I died, but now I feel like I have to ship Dinobot and Air Razor and call them Dazer. You Dazer. Know? Like, that's that's what I feel like after or Airbot. Air Air Airbot Airbot. Is that like Airbud, but not like? Is that what that is? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> or Rap Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, okay. Like, you, you know what's funny is I got mad at Brian when he pointed this out when I made my little commission with um, with Beast Machines, Cheetor and Rodimus Prime, because, you know, he's like, oh, shouldn't the Beast guys be like way smaller than the, the Autobots or whatever? And, and I was like, God damn it, man, it's just a commission. Leave me the fuck alone. It's cool. You know, but like watching this, like I think my first thought was like, man. That rhinoceros is the size of my house. Like, why? Why are these guys so fucking big? Like, they're huge. So, I mean, I know they're not following the same continuity or anything, but I, I just, I had that thought where, you know, I, when when they first show up on I, the screen, right? Like, I did have that thought too, but I'm willing to give them a pass just because it's probably easier for you know the character models to interact like and you know they didn't have to like strain their what limited like uh, budget or whatever they had i think speaking of character models and speaking of being completely ignorant of like so if if i understand correctly right like we've talked about this before they used the toy designs as the character models right for the previous series like is that is that true of the the beast not really no it's i think most of the beast guys have original designs okay because i I was just wondering about that because i was kind of like is it me like because they don't i mean they don't look like toys and then when they turn into the animals i mean i don't know some look better than others like what what do you think about that like do they i mean like because remember how we were talking about how cool dinobot looked at least in that last shot like do you still feel that way like about all the characters in general or is it only for certain it, ones it's, like it goes like case by case i think like like i th- i think like most of the beast modes look really good like i think um the robot modes though like i don't know like some of them look okay and some of them like don't look really good like i think dinobots robot mode looks pretty decent like you know like it looks like you know is they got his head right you know they got 
you know, like I, I was I was really annoyed. Speaking of the IDW comic, like I was annoyed at how like Josh Burcham draws Dinobot in that because he's got like a smooth face in robot mode. And it's like you could Dinobot's like got to have like craggy, like sort of looking face and like he, he's like a, a what is it? A Yahweh Dinobot. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh. He, he, yeah. He's he's catering to people that want Dinobot to be like young and 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 uh waifu yeah. sexy so, or like something. At, at yeah. the very least in this cartoon dino like they they replicate like dinobots like 1996 like sort of like look like in terms of face facial expressions and stuff and i'll tell you like rhinox looks a lot better than his actual kingdom toy does like in this like because okay. i think his kingdom toy looks kind of cruddy but uh, appropriately, I think Megatron Beast Wars Megatron looks kind of derpy in robot mode, and that's I guess that's pretty appropriate considering what he's like in this series. It is you, isn't it? Yes, Lord Megatron, at last. You know what I couldn't figure out about that? Like, like, I mean, he's a toady, right? Like, I mean, that's that's what he is, right? Like, he's kind of like a. A sycophant toady type character and you know i guess once the g1 megatron shows up on the scene which is like immediately so like you never get to really i mean the the, the one moment that he had that i almost liked was y- you know how like everyone else is is a dumbass on the decepticon forces and they they, they have all the you know, the Autobots and Maximals are lined up for the firing squad and they're about to kill them all and they would, like, actually win if they yeah. shot them. And then, of course, they, they get into this big fight, like, well, we don't take orders from no Predacon, and they go back and forth, and all of a sudden everybody's jumping off the hill and nobody gets shot, which is, like, ridiculous. And then he has this moment where he's like, you know, you will obey my orders. He turns in the T-Rex and chomps out the shit, right? But, like... I was like, why doesn't he do that to Barricade? Because Barricade was the one who mouthed off to him. Like, I was like, you should chomp the shit out of Barricade. But instead, there's some, I mean, I assume it's some hapless seeker. I don't know who it was, but I was just like, dude, what the f- he didn't mouth off to you. Like, what do you, what, what? Like, you should have, you should have <laughs> chomped Barricade, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know why you chomped that other dude. And um, I, I, I noted that as well, where I was like, you know, where they were like, uh, someone said something like, oh, are you going to tell us your plan or something now? And like, or, or are you going to like spare us or take us prisoner? And like, he was like, no, like execute them. And it, like through no fault of his own, like the Decepticons are like, oh no, we're stupid. Like, we're not going to like, you know, but like that was the one, yeah. That was like the one cool thing. Like I felt like he did in this show. I mean that that's that was my take on it. I mean it, it's weird because like how do you? I mean you know th- this is me playing devil's advocate, but also I I kind of understand like I mean it, it, it's funny to say this out loud, but like you you can't have two Megatrons, right? Like and and that's not to say that Beast Wars Megatron is remotely the same as G one Megatron, but like. It, it, it just seems like it would be counterproductive in a show that has like Starscream and Black Arachnia like plotting against Megatron to then also some. I mean, I don't think they're smart enough to write something where Megatron's scheming against Megatron plus other people are scheming against them both. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just feel like. Like th- that was too complicated for them, and so they just decided, okay, he's, 
you know, he, he's in awe of G1 Megatron. And, like, I, I was trying to remember, like, for some reason, like, I, I know everybody's been, like, complaining about the the voice actor for Beast Wars Megatron. And I get it, because he, he, he sounds like the character he's playing, right? Like, such a toady, a sycophant. And it doesn't doesn't fit if you if you had any fandom for david k as megatron right it doesn't it it does it's not the same character right like it's just not so that i i appreciate i understand it the the thing i was trying to figure out though was like it reminds me of something or someone or i i don't know how to explain it like like the way he toadies up to it and i i don't know like in in some ways like it, it was almost like shitty Garrick from Deep Space Nine or something. I don't know how to explain it. Like there was there 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 was something about it that seemed familiar to me, but but in a in in kind of a one dimensional bad way. Like like not like the real Garrick where he's kind of got something going on behind that. But like if if the Taylor Garrick was the only Garrick there was where he's like, how can I help you with your clothes? You know, like like it felt like that's what what Megatron was like the whole, you know, Beast Force Megatron that he was just, he was there to like, you know, trim Megatron's fucking trousers or some shit. Yeah. Like I said, like I thought his robot mode, like especially his head design didn't look exactly right. Like I thought he looked kind of like derpy, I guess. And, and like you were saying, like not only, is there two Megatrons, but Galvatron is also yeah. there. So yeah. you've got, you know, Megatron not only bouncing off this, like, descendant of him, he's bouncing off his future self as well. So, like, there wasn't enough room for, like, all three of them to be cool, basically. So, did uh, I, I guess I will, because I didn't think of this while I was watching it at all, but I, I it did come up when I was watching uh, Bobby Skullface's thoughts on it, and his his tinfoil conspiracy hat thing is based on the the figure choices that have been happening and the crossover with the figure choices. You know how like some some movie season three characters are under the kingdom banner and some are under the studio series and vice versa and all that stuff. So his supposition was that originally maybe the beast wars guys weren't going to be in this third season of war for Cybertron and that it was going to be more of a, uh, I, I, I guess I'll just say, you know, more of a homage or ripoff to Target 2005, like the whole, you know, that, that it'd be Galvatron and maybe, you know, Cyclonus and other guys. And then instead of it being like the ragtag bunch of Maximals, you know, maybe it'd be like, you know, Rodimus and Blur and Cup and Springer and those kind it of very guys. well could be yeah yeah i mean i mean uh, you know i don't i i guess to me that never occurred to me i mean i kind of feel like given my passion for that era of transformers that i feel like i dodged a bullet then because i i like beast wars too right don't get me wrong but uh, you know i don't like beast wars as much as i like season three of transformers but i do i'd say i like them fairly you know, passionately both. Right. So I, you know, I, I, I sort of get it like that the people who were passionate about beast wars, right? Like this is not, 
it, it's weird because it's like th- this has so many things like you were talking about before. Like if you had told like, you know, younger us's like it's like Bill and Ted shit like younger us's there's going to be this totally rad Netflix show and like. Optimus Primal is going to, like, totally team up with Optimus Prime. Whoa, dude! You know, and we'd be all excited about it, right? Like, and I feel like that this show, as opposed to, um, what the fuck are the other ones called? Siege and... Earthrise. Earthrise. Siege and Earthrise, as opposed to Siege and Earthrise, those technically, I mean, with, with maybe the exception of Galvatron, like, showing up and trying to give Megatron the golden disc. This is the only one that has that kind of team up factor, that whole crazy crossover factor. And I'm, you know, I mean, I don't know anybody who's listened to any of our shows for any length of time knows I'm a mark for that kind of stuff. Right. So like this already has that going in its favor. I mean, uh, you could argue, right? Like, like you know, in the machinima crap, you know, there there were, you know, oh, you know, Optimus Primal was in that. You could argue, you know, the Beast Wars second movie. You know, there's there's certain aspects of cross crossing the streams with like Primal and Lyle Convoy, like things like that. There's there's examples of it, and of course, obviously, like something like you know, like the you know Target 2006 or whatever, right? Like the, you've got the whole you know, crossing the streams and the timelines and all that kind of cool stuff where, you know, you've got like Megatrons and Galvatrons and, and, and things that technically shouldn't be together, but they are together to the magic of time travel and comics and all that kind of stuff. But like, as far as this Netflix thing goes, this is the first time they're, they're attempting anything like that. And they're doing it mainly with the beast wars characters. So like there is an element of, to me like there's an element of of excitement to that and i guess like i guess it's kind of akin to what you're saying like the concept of that is very exciting the execution of it maybe leaves some things to be desired right like that's that's kind of my you know i don't know that's that's as balanced as i can be with this kind of stuff that you're yeah that's exactly how i feel like that I, they were, like even before I watched this, I was kind of like I was like, you know what? I, I am kind of excited to watch this. Like, you know, the Beast Wars characters and the G1 characters meeting like you want to see that. Like, I mean, that's something all G1 fans or uh, Transformers fans in general like have wanted to see. And it's it's uh, it, even no matter how like, you know, low my expectations were, I'm like, well, it will like there's so much potential and there's so many good ideas in here. And like you said, it's just, they're executed poorly. Like if you like, again, if you described like, Oh, like Wheeljack and ratchet are going to hang out with Rhinox and they're going to do all this tech stuff together. And you'd be like, yes, that's perfect. Like, that sounds cool. Like awesome. And like, you know, like the, the execution is some kind of super genius. (laughs) Like, that's the execution of it. Like they, they seem like morons compared to Rhinox or something. Right. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. So it, it's weird. Like that's, that's one of those things like that kind of balance. I mean, that that's always been hard for me to convey. Like, I mean, some people probably disagree with me about what, what's the most well and balanced, like crossover or monster movie or whatever, you know, like I always point to things like, 
you know, Freddy versus Jason, where I'm like, oh, you know what? I mean, say what you will about that movie, but I felt like that movie was like one of those movies where Jason got his due diligence and Freddy got his due diligence, depending on the environments they were in and where they were and all that other kind of stuff. And like, I, I feel like this, like, I mean, we, we could go down the list, but you, you started, you know, with a good one, right? It's like, it's like Wheeljack and, and, and Ratchet and Rhinox. Like that's, you're like, Hey, that, I mean, that makes logical sense to longtime fans. Like, of course these guys would be, working on the arc together and everything. But then it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, well, it, it seems in that exchange, the G one fans came up short, right? They were not well represented as opposed to, you know, and, and Rhinox is sitting there kind of going, Oh, your antique ship and this outdated crap and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I don't know that that exactly played to the, the anticipation or excitement uh, uh, someone would have for that that fusion of of characters, you would think something like Laserbeak and Air Razor having an aerial dogfight would be cool too. But I I guess uh, I would lean towards that's a case where G One owns the Beast Wars back because. Laserbeak takes out Air Razor, but then later you find out like some convoluted malarkey that that was all part of the plan, like she got caught on purpose or something. So then you don't really know. But I guess in retrospect, did did she just put up a front? You know what I mean? Could she have taken Laserbeak, but she just let herself get? I don't know. Anyway, there's that. So that's kind of convoluted. Primal and Optimus Prime go at it. But there's that weird aspect of like that's that level of you're you're a fan. So, you know, all the details about the original Beast Wars and you're trying to separate that from what this new entertainment is telling you. And the new entertainment seems to be telling you, you know, it, it gets slowly doled out in bits and chunks. And some of it, I feel like, is contradictory. Right. Because like in, in some sense. Like they're talking about they don't know what the all spark is. But then in other scenes, they're like, oh, great, you got the all spark back. Woo. You know, and I'm kind of like, well, wait, either there is no fucking all spark in the future or you know what the all spark is and it got lost. Right. Like it, it's not like I don't know, like like some of it seemed too literal where they're like, I don't know what an all spark is, you know, and I'm just kind of like. If you don't know. I don't know. Anyway, like that, that kind of stuff confused me, but they seem to keep accusing him of being nemesis. And then like, you're sitting there again, like you're supposed to, you know, like you're supposed to pull from things that you already know. I mean, you're just waiting the whole time. Like, is he going to become nemesis prime? And then it's like, well, he never does, but nemesis prime is from the future just like galvatron is like so it's like instead of transformers the movie happening like it happened in this universe like prime and megatron both died but then they both got reformatted by unicron into like you know i don't know heralds or what whatever the hell you call see, them you yeah know? there's like another like example of an idea that is pretty good i feel like but i don't know like how well they executed it like i thought like when I like they revealed that Nemesis Prime in this universe is yeah Optimus Prime in the future after he's been corrupted by Unicron, and I was kind of like, 
Well, that kind of makes sense. Like, like Unicron takes the, you know, the two leaders of each faction and makes them his new heralds, basically. And that's like a pretty good idea. But I don't know, like they didn't really explore it too much. And like I said, the execution was just kind of weak in this. But like I like I was kind of like thinking like, oh, like let me I have my new Galvatron figure. Like, let me break out a Nemesis Prime figure and I could probably pose them together. And like that, that like that that's I feel like that's a complimentary like set of like like, you know, a, a complimentary image, like a. Uh, upgraded Galvatron, uh, Megatron, and a like corrupted like Optimus Prime, like serving as heralds of Unicron. Like that's a good idea. Like, but I like again, I don't know how well it was executed in this, but I mean, they really, they really, really save that Nemesis Prime thing to like the very, very, very end. Like, yeah, and they I, only I shows thought, up in the second to last episode. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to come up sooner than that or you know i i think i was under the impression like is is our you know fucking pissy pants prime from this show gonna get corrupted like in real time or so you know what i mean like like i wasn't sure you you, you know how like in the machidama thing like rodimus actually got yeah. corrupted in it like i was wondering if that's how they were going to go with with the nemesis thing and then when it was like almost like six whole episodes and i'm just kind of like wait like he still hasn't gotten corrupted yet. What are they out? How, how are they going to cram all this into the last episode? And then, and then it wasn't him getting corrupted. It was just like, "Hi ho, I'm from the future." Except for it was all like, "Hi, <laughs> oh, I'm." Anyway, but dude, like that—that's that's the thing. Like everybody's making fun of this now. I feel like we were making fun of it from like jump like from the first episode but now like everyone's making fun of it because it's finally like everyone's finally realizing like how ridiculous especially prime sounds with all the delayed like pauses you know what the ultimate indignity is like when when prime is fighting with megatron and then and then um Optimus Primal gets the Casper the Friendly Ghost upgrade from Dinobot and goes through the wall and everything and helps (laughs) helps um Optimus Prime against Megatron. He turns into a monkey. He's like, I'm going to monkey your shit up and jumps on Megatron and everything. It's like the line is stand down. And that line should be said with some sense of urgency, right? Like, stand down! You know, like, like it's time for you to like not beat up on Megatron because, you know, I don't know, I had a vision from the fucking uh, Matrix and Alita 1 told me, like, or whatever, the, the, the AllSpark in Alita 1's visage said like dude this ain't cool or whatever so i'm gonna listen to it right but he actually like it's two fucking words man it's two words stand down but he says stand down and i'm just kind of like by the time he's paused primal probably would have killed him you know what i mean like, it's just <laughs> yeah. like are you kidding me like this is ripped his, ridiculous. monkey ripped his face off or he, something he probably yeah. he probably yeah he was he was uh <laughs> fucking i don't know it's just, it's just he that, was like that's, <laughs> that's that's ridiculous like what 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 i i know you said that that there were some portrayals of the the Beast Wars characters that you enjoyed and some you weren't fond of. I mean, I guess we we can kind of say we we kind of know you're not fond of Megatron. What what do you think of some of the other characters that were featured? Since they're all like the new, the new cast members, let's like, yeah, run down like the gamut of them and let's see like, okay. Um, 
Black Arachnia, I thought, had a really good voice. Like, I thought she was pretty good across the board. Like, they captured her, like, spirit. I feel like all of Megatron, Beast Wars Megatron's, like, scheming went to her instead, basically. Like, I felt like any cleverness he had, she, like, absorbed. Because maybe they thought that would be too much, like, for them both to be schemers or them both to have like separate agendas or something like so i I mean i liked black arachnia's voice and i i I think she had a decent role in the story um what what, before we jump off of that what what do you think about her being paired up with starscream like like uh, to me i thought that was something that stood out to me where i don't think to be perfectly honest when I saw a spider clicking and clacking after Starscream in the hallway, my first instinct was, oh, Tarantulas is going to team up with Starscream. And then when it turned out to be Black Arachne, I was kind of like, oh, okay. And like, I just, you know, kind of went along with it after that. But I- I'm just curious what your take on that. I, th- I, I think I expected it. Like, yeah. just because, you know, they kind of teamed up in that Beast Wars episode, too. Like, you know, Possession. Like, she kind of, like, teamed up with Starscream briefly when he took over Waspinator's body. So, you know my little secret. Then the question remains, why did you not expose me to Megatron? Well, I thought you might make me a better offer. Greed and self-interest, eh? Excellent! I believe I deserve a protege! I was kind of like, oh yeah, that that makes sense. Like, it, I think, <laughs> again, it ultimately becomes like a sort of like Sylvie Loki thing with like Starscream almost, where like she's like super hyper competent and like he's like a goofball for like 80% of it. And then like at the end, he like... You know, they they do something, you know, we'll talk about it later. But, like, I think Starscream gets, like, a sort of interesting turn at the end. But, yeah, like, I, I, I kind of expected it. Like, I, that's why I think, like, Black Arachnia mostly worked in this show. But, like, she, maybe she worked at the expense of other characters, like Starscream and Beast Wars Megatron. Yeah. So, uh, who else? Um, Okay, what do you, let's talk about Dinobot a little, because... Okay. See, here's like Chris McFeely released his basics video on Dinobot yeah. uh, today. Did you watch that or I did. I did. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of felt like I, I kind of felt like he I, I think a lot of stuff he says is not true, like especially about he, he has a line where he says like, oh, this is a completely original and totally different story for Dinobot. And I'm like, no, it's not like this is. <laughs> To me, this is completely unoriginal. Like, like just because Dinobot hasn't swapped sides yet d- doesn't mean this is original. All it means is it, they've started the arc, just like that IDW comic, they've started the arc before he's made his turn, right? But midway through, he, 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 he again goes against Megatron and... With whether he's trying to get in on the the espionage or the the betrayal with Black Arachnia or Starscream, and then eventually, you know, like I've been alluding to, I mean, it's literally almost to me a repeat of the the Nick Dinobot thing where he feels bad for Air Razor in the cell. I mean, it, 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 it's it, 
it's almost like, did did you guys plan this? Like, did you coordinate and tell the exact same <laughs> uh-huh. thing? Because to me, like that, that's the exact same thing. And then, like, he dies. I mean, like they they basically stole like the one excellent storyline that they you you know what I mean? Like, not not that Beast Wars only has one good storyline, but my point is. They they went to the easiest go to of like if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna adapt Beast Wars in this little Netflix environment and never deal with Beast Wars ever again it's like they went and ahead and did their version of Code of Hero like in, but instead he turns into Casper and he he sounds like th- this is probably gonna be lost on most people and I almost thought it was the same voice actor at first but it's not because I looked it up but I uh, you know I don't I don't remember these gentlemen's names off the top of my head and I'm not gonna look it up but Dinobot sounds to me like the dude who did Timberwolf in the Legion of Superheroes cartoon like he kind of has that like smooth cool like like uh you know kind of black dude voice where he's kind of like yeah what's up man um timberwolf or whatever you know and it's like you know i'm growling grr you know like that that kind of thing and like i i feel like that's basically what dinobot sounds like to me like just this (laughs) like smooth criminal guy or whatever you know what i mean like i I was kind of like it's it's not it's not what I expected and I don't I don't exactly hate it like it was just it was just kind of what it was you know like I don't, I don't know well what I was gonna say is it, like what Chris McFeely the thing he said was that I I kind of agree with is that he said like oh you know after you know Code of Hero like they didn't really a lot of people don't didn't really touch the original Dinobot for a long time. Like, I mean, he showed up in things, but it was always like a sort of minor role. And like, you know, and then I think the reason of that is because you can't top code of hero. So why would you try? And it's like, you're always saying, you know, like that, that Starman like run of comics, like, you know, people didn't touch like that character for a long time out of respect and stuff. And I guess like, you know, I guess the respect has expired now. Cause like not only, did they touch Dinobot again in this series, but they tried to redo, you know, the best highest peak of the character. Show, show me where the bad Netflix anime touched. Yeah. Dinobot. It's like, and you can't, you can't like do it better and you didn't do it different enough that it made it worthwhile. I think so. I mean, and I mean, there were a couple times where you he know, was you know like, what was weird was like, like, sorry, this is this is sort of related, but not really. It, it, this is kind of back to, you know, how like Starscream got thrown down like 15 times and they used the same footage, like when he was fighting the last of the Scorpinox or whatever. Yeah. Like there, there's this weird moment in this where like, OK, Starscream throws Dinobot off a fucking cliff. But then like, the, did I miss something? Because like the next scene, he's just jogging along and he comes across air razor like nothing happened and i was just kind of like so did that that didn't do anything but then later he does get i don't know i just uh, it's it's poor continuity between scenes i think yeah and there's this thing you know we as fans we love dinobot and we love dinobot because he had such a full and like satisfying arc in beast wars and so whenever someone like brings him back in this manner, they want to make Dinobot cool. And you can see it in that IDW comic, too, where Dinobot's like super cool. He's he's practically the main character in that first arc. 
He beats all the Predacons. Like, you know, he seals them inside their base. Nick's like, you know, him and Nick's, you know, we're shipping dicks already, you know. And it's sort of the same thing in this. Like, Dinobots, he's super cool. Like, he gets to fight G1 Megatron and best G1 Megatron. Like, and I mean, and yes, he dies like at the end. And like, but it's it's not like a, it's almost like not like, like he, he dies because that was what was so cool about his character that we all like fans loved and stuff. So they're just repeating that beat and it's supposed to be cool, but like it, it wasn't, I don't know. To me, it was just kind of like a sad rehash of it that didn't really, I I felt like that, that part of the story was wholly unoriginal. And like, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see it as beneficial to, and like, you know, like he's like, you know, he's like, oh, like Optimus Primal, like, like, would you have like said yes if I asked to join like the Maximals? And, you know, Optimus Primal's like, yes, I would like my good friend Dinobot, except you weren't his friend. Like, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you are banking or even like, you know, Rat Trap like calls him Chopper Face. And he's like, what were you doing, Chopper Face? And Dinobot's like, oh, protecting you, vermin. And I'm like, that's not that doesn't mean anything in context of this show like yeah like like it's it's all like cheap grabs at nostalgia and like you know it, i don't like i said that that high peak point that we all love about dinobot and like if you're savvy enough that doesn't work on you cheap grabs at nostalgia and there's also cheap grabs at lipstick lesbianism you know like in this <laughs> i mean there's <laughs> lots of cheap grabs in this you know Oh yeah, with black arachnia, like gives like, air razor a peck on the cheek, like and, and she thinks she thinks the pink one is cute. Like I'm just kind of like okay, like but, well, but I guess Silverbolt's not around. So does that like, does that help anything? Like I don't know. I guess it helps some people, but I'm just gonna like all right. You say so, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, okay, that's so that's practically what I feel about Dinobot. I mean, I, like like I said, we all love him and stuff, but that doesn't mean like if you have to revisit his character, he has to be like the bestest and he has to repeat the bestest story beat he ever had. But uh, moving on, let's see, like Rat Trap, I think, had a decent enough voice, but he didn't really have a presence in this at all. Yeah, he, really. he, didn't, like, he didn't really do anything. He was just yeah. kind of... He, and like I, I think it's the same dude, uh, uh, Frank Tadaro, who does like Star Screams voice doing Rat okay. Trap. So like okay. at least you know that guy. That guy seems talented enough to make them sound really distinct. So I mean, um, Rat Trap had about as much presence as um, like Scorponok and yeah. I'm trying to think like who else was. Like, I mean, I can... you would think that Cheetor would have had a bigger role, but Cheetor probably pr- practically had like zero presence in this either. I mean, he was there and he had he had some lines. Yeah. But... I mean, I, I didn't mind the voice they had for him. I mean, you know, but it, yeah, he didn't he didn't really seem to have all that much to do. Yeah. You, know? you would think like in like, again, a much better show capitalized on this like Cyberverse like teamed up Cheetor with Bumblebee and like Hot Rod and you're like, oh, that only makes sense. Like they're all the young kid appeal characters like but they, they, I mean, they never even really like Bumblebee has that whole whatever you want to call it arc where he's 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 in charge of the arc and Prime's like, you're in charge if I fuck shit up. I'm still yeah, like, I'm still confused uh, about that. You know. I was like, like, when did Bumblebee become like the second in command or whatever? Like, I mean, I mean, 
prowls there like there's all kinds of iron hides there there, like but 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 you know it's like oh dude if i if i f shit up which is more than likely given how things have gone these last two seasons uh (laughs) you're you're in charge and bumblebee's like oh boy do i understand but i understand but i guess my point in bringing up bumblebee is like they cheetor and him never even have they never even so much as nod in each other's direction yeah, you'd think they would have had some kind of, like, you know, relation to each other, but I guess not. I, I feel like that, that Bumblebee leader thing, and later when when Starscream and Bumblebee have their big scene, I feel like that's more of that unearned shit that, like, somebody read some shit in an IDW comic, or some intern was like, hey, this is what happened. Like, eventually, Bumblebee is in charge of Cybertron. You know, and, and yeah. Bumblebee ran the Autobots for a little while, you know, back in the day, like, you know, when Obama got elected, Bumblebee was in charge of the Autobots, you know, and you're just like, oh, OK, like, so that was so to make a nod to that. And I'm like, did you lead up to that in any of the previous series? Like, no. OK, <laughs> <All right. laughs> then, like, you got Tigatron who doesn't have any presence at all i don't think like he had like a couple lines and they kind of imply that him and air razor are in a relationship yeah yeah. but i I feel like you know air razor got more ship tease time with dinobot and even like black arachnia yes she did with tigatron she did with tigatron yeah tigatron's like that uh cuckold or whatever of a husband (laughs) you know yeah i guess he gets to watch he gets to watch air razor have a three-way with uh black arachnia and dinobot or something then you got like Rhinox, and like I said before, I think you know teaming him with Wheeljack and Ratchet was a good idea, but I don't like they didn't really go uh, really anywhere with it. I mean, he just you know Wheeljack kind of compliments him being like super smart and whatever, but that that comes at like Wheeljack's expense almost. So, but does does, does uh, are we are we leading up to the the big one? I, I was gonna say Optimus Primal next, but like yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so okay. Well, one this, thing I will say <laughs> is this is a this is Primal probably has the most original take out of all the like maybe except maybe Megatron like I, like the, the their take on Primal was I at least I thought original like he he doesn't like you know usually when you think of Optimus Primal he has the greatest respect and reverence for like you know Optimus Prime his ancestors the Autobots mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know the Maximals and Predacons in this continuity are like survivors of like you know an apocalypse almost like they're in a post-apocalyptic future almost instead of a you always got the impression that Beast Wars the cartoon like it was a you know, Star Trek, like, utopian future, yeah, yeah. almost, like, where everything was cool, and, like, the Autobots secured peace. I mean, and, I mean, at the very least, there was some kind of detente, you know, like, where everybody yeah. pretended to get along, at the very least. Yeah, but this, this, it seems like, you know, they're, they're, it's more like, like, and I know you haven't read this, but it's more like Beast Wars Uprising, where it's kind mm-hmm. of a, like, you know, a dystopian future, like, yeah, sort yeah. of, so, but... Uh, I did not care for Optimus Primal's voice. Uh, does like, he does even, he sound like he got like dropped on his head or something? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I in the bot talk thread, I said like is is Optimus Primal voiced by Charles Barkley or something? Because like he was, <laughs> you know, when like Dinobots dying, he's like, would I have made a good Maximal? And he's like, you would have made a terrible Maximal, just terrible, terrible. It's terrible. a terrible, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible. 
just terrible. I, I don't think his voice worked that well. I think it it was good for them. Like I said, it was good for them. I, to- I think I think this version of Optimus Primal and and the guy who does uh, Cable in the '90s X Men could have a good yell off with one another. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh huh. There was a lot of Tyler. Like, he was what? yeah he was kind of you know butthurt that optimus prime like and stuff like and like, like I, I said i i don't like i i thought it was a case of mistaken identity but then somehow mistaken identity turns to butthurt like i don't i guess I don't, so yeah because like, like, at first you get the vibe like he's he's going at him like viciously because he thinks he's nemesis prime right yeah and then all of a sudden it's like yeah then, oh, then when they reali- then when they realize he's not they're still kind of like grumpy with them but then part of that is that convoluted like like it was my plan the whole time to have Eraser get captured so that you'd feel bad for us and come help us or whatever. Like I don't, what what that was your yeah. plan? Uh-huh. Like, like, yeah, okay. I don't know if that like, and I think he does go through like relatively convincing development through the series where he eventually sees that Prime is cool and he like you know teams up with them and whatever and maybe. You know, you could see that he would step into like Ultra Magnus's shoes with Optimus Prime or something, where he could be his like second in command or something. But I don't know. Like it, it, it even if, like I said, good idea, spotty execution. You know, it's one of those things where you you, you should be excited to see them, and then I think I think part of it is is kind of what you were getting at, like. Just like you can't have two Megatrons, you really can't have two Optimuses. And so the, I guess the twist is like the Beast Wars Megatron is a sycophant for the G1 Megatron, whereas Optimus Primal is like a big pain in the ass for Optimus Prime. Yeah. But again, you, you know, like, I mean, this this may get more into the morality and 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 messaging of this, like for whatever that's worth, like the the. The limited, incessant, like kind of uh, ridiculousness of it, but like I don't like Prime's such a fucking moron in this whole thing, right? Like I don't understand. Like like I I understand like more why Primal would be pissed off than than why the Allspark decides Optimus Prime's the one to fix things because he mess things up so much unless he was always supposed to like unless the plan always was you have to take the all spark away to get golden age back like unless he had to do that to get that i don't i don't you know like the, mo- most of the stuff i don't i don't understand like, they do the whole, yeah it's like when it comes down to it this whole series has been fixing primes like fuck up at the end of siege basically which is throwing the all spark away like so well but i mean it, it's weird cuz it seems to me and i guess i guess we can talk about this with starscream's arc and megatron's arc and all this other stuff but and 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 it seems to be quite literal like hitting you on the head literal with the advent of nemesis prime one message it seems to be purporting is your own worst enemy is yourself, right? Like that, that you're basically you, you, you have to somehow come to terms with your own identity or, or, you know, somehow like beat yourself to have a good day or I, you know, whatever, whatever convoluted message it is. Like it seems to be insinuating that, you know, Megatron's his own worst enemy, Starscream's his own worst enemy, you know, Prime's his own worst enemy, like this, quite literally his own worst enemy, right? Like that kind of thing. But then then they go into like 
all these this laundry list of things at the end, you know, like, I mean, I think uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because we, we've talked about these shows before. And they've brought up the gladiatorial games. Very subtly, not not as blatantly as the IDW comic books, but correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first time they've referred to Megatron and Galvatron as slaves? Yeah, probably. Like in terms of like where yeah. this this stood out to me and 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 I feel like it's 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 a I don't know. When this series started, I, I would argue that most people, uh, definitely us, but but a lot of people included, right, felt like Megatron was one of the most identifiable characters. You understood why he did what he did and, and, and why he, he took some of the paths he took. And, you know, based on all of Optimus Prime's fuck ups, I mean, you, you still kind of understand certain things, right? Like and, and and yeah, you can say, oh, he went further and further down this rabbit hole and this and that and the other thing, right? He's doing all these quote-unquote bad things and stuff like that. But the the thing that I keep thinking of is, so are you either excusing planetary genocide because someone has slavery in their history? Like, or is planetary extinction greater than, like, is planetary extinction a greater evil than slavery? And I mean, logically, right, you, you have to say, that planetary extinction from Unicron is a greater evil than slavery, right? But th- there, there's this weird aspect where, you know, to, to Galvatron, he's just kind of like, who cares about the fucking planet? Just get me the AllSpark and let's free our shackles. Because your shackles are my shackles. So get with the program, right? But then, like, Megatron kind of has this arc where it's like, he's kind of like, well... I'm going to free my shackles by not listening to you telling me to free my shackles, you know? And like that, that's kind of like, I don't know, the stuff, stuff like that I find is, is odd, you know, like, I, I, I don't know what, what, what people are supposed to take away from all that. And, and, and you've got like sitting, you know, the, the, the other thing that stood out to me besides referring to Galvatron and Megatron, both refer to themselves as slaves. Galvatron asks for reparations. And I'm just kind of like, okay, like, like, I, I, I don't know. It's just kind of like, all right, you know, like, I don't I mean, you know, it's like it, it, to me, it's like that kind of thing is funny on on multiple levels. Right. Like if, if you have a problem with that. Right. It's annoying. Right. Or 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 you're you're enraged over even the mere mention of, of something like that. But if you generally like if you genuinely uh, subscribe to that as your philosophy, like I would think you should be equally insulted that some cartoon robots are uh, equating themselves to to the the same uh, historical uh, inequities, right? Like like sh- shouldn't you shouldn't you be equally uh, uh, offended and or outraged? <laughs> like 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 that this has any, this shouldn't have any place in a toy robot, you know, boxes fighting boxes <laughs> yeah. show, uh-huh. right? Like I I don't know. Anyway, like like all that kind of stuff, like like that 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 tail end stuff. Like it seemed like they threw all that stuff in there. Like, oh quick, it, let's sprinkle this and sprinkle that and sprinkle that. And I'm just kind of like, all right, well none I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, whether people are mad at what I'm saying or not, like like n- none of it worked. None of it worked for me. And I I, I don't think it it uh 
it wasn't strong enough to have any play with the people it supposedly should have play with. And it, it was so, it was subtle enough that all, all it would manage to do with the people who disliked it is get them to dislike your product. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I don't know. Like it doesn't, it doesn't seem like either of those options is is like a win right like so i i i just question why any of that stuff was necessary really i'm just gonna chalk it up to bad writing there you go (laughs) yeah are you some kind of super genius super genius yeah yeah i i punt didn't you see me punch the screen and it's fixed the problem i i I have this note too going back to i know you want to get off the the philosophical nonsense but i have this note i don't remember who said it but somebody says it doesn't have to be binary like i forget who says that but somebody says it doesn't oh, Airazor be... says it to Dinobot. Oh, oh to Dinobot. Like, yeah. like it, you, you don't have to be Predacon or Maximal. You don't have to be Autobot or Decepticon. And I'm just kind of like, honey, this entire franchise is based on the binary. So I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, like, I was going to move on to Airazor. Like, because okay. I think she, she came off pretty well. I mean, it, but she didn't get a whole lot of play in the original beast wars. So like this, you know, the, the one thing that stood out to me about her was she had like weird, like iron man repulsor, like palms, like she was like flying around with them and like shooting people. Oh Yeah. yeah, yeah. When she's like, she's like trying to balance herself and stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And like I said, she seemed to be more interested in Dinobot and she like got all flustered when black arachnia kissed her on the cheek. So, and then like my, She's a bird on a mission. That's funny. Yeah. And then I think the the well, aside from Megatron, the only other Beast Wars character that was in this was Scorponok, and like he didn't have any lines. Like he was just yeah, like he, a, he was he was he a was thug, more... and then he shows up as a friggin' mass produced like. Predacon, like later on, very briefly. Mm. So, so if, if Justin were was here, like cue Justin laughter, like that the Beast Wars Scorponok is not the last of the Scorponok. <laughs> there, there are many Scorponok. There are many Beast Wars Scorponoks. Yes, uh, Starscream. So yeah, so let's move on. Yeah, to like I guess. Well, actually, let's talk about we already did once, but. Megatron Beast Wars Megatron did not work on any level to me like I feel like like his voice was terrible I didn't you know what I, you know what I don't get about like okay like okay you, you, you're a sycophant right so you, you came back to give him the golden disc that he wrote right but like I mean, maybe I'm still stuck on like the original Beast Wars but I'm just like can't you use the like i don't i don't know i don't i don't get it like what why why is it so important that megatron g1 megatron uses the golden disc like why can't the beast wars megatron oh because uh well i think i think the reason is he says like oh it's it's only keyed to g1 megatron's energon or or something yeah but but even then like like black arachnia later steals some of the the blood or the energon or whatever it is like like i guess that's that's you saying like black arachnia quote unquote stole that scheming from 
from Beast Wars Megatron or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, like in Beast Wars, like, you know, the original show, it always used to be like Black Arachnia had a scheme. Megatron was aware of that scheme and he would like either piggyback or co-opt her scheme and make it like, you know, turn it into something he was like, you know, working on. So but and this it's like this Megatron has no schemes or anything. He's just, you know, he's just like like what was it like his plan is to steal the golden disc like because they have that brief flashback, I think, yeah. like at the beginning of episode two where everyone's in shadow so they don't have to draw like come up with new Cybertronian robot modes for them. And um, it's like Mega Beast Wars Megatron's whole plan was to steal the golden disc, like, and he could only. It says like he could only decode like some of it. So, and then they come to Earth, and to intercept G One Megatron. Like, I'm not even sure. Like, like exactly. Like, well, because because what what's confusing to me is like, see, th- this is why. Like I wish, like, like I, I, yeah, I, I think Bobby Skullface did a good job of laying it all out, even though I think he embellished it so it sounded a lot better. But, but, like, I, I'm just okay. So, I guess I, I have a tough time, like, because th- they wouldn't have been there in the first place if they hadn't have gone through the dead universe, and they went through the dead universe. So that means that, like what Unicron can't see into the dead universe. And that's why Galvatron was there talking to Megatron. But it's like, the the thing that confuses me is like, okay, Galvatron doesn't want to be a servant of Unicron. So that's his stake in this. The, the beast people are part of that dystopian future conceivably. Like the, the thing that's hard for me to wrap my head around is it's fine that the beast people are like from a dystopian future, but it's the same dystopian future where unicron made nemesis prime and galvatron right like yeah so i guess it's not really a dystopian future it's the future because they know yeah they know that that they know of nemesis prime right so presumably they should know of galvatron too and then does that like I guess what I'm trying to wrap my head around is when they have that sort of uh, caper, you know, where you where you see Dinobot and Black Arachnia and Megatron pre beast modes in the shadows stealing the golden disc in a flashback and they go through all those kind of, you know, you should be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this kind of nonsense that 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 dystopian future they're trying to change is the one where conceivably nemesis prime and galvatron are just right outside going why are you stealing the golden disc right but yet galvatron is all for stealing the golden disc and then they're they they don't know what's on the golden disc so see it's like once starscream figures out what's what's on the golden disc and you understand that the the not not only is the messaging like your own worst enemy is yourself, but there's also that aspect of the messaging is, and and this I do feel like I I didn't see any parallels to Target 2006 until Bobby Skullface was talking about it, but the end of this like is totally straight out of Transformers 75 to me, like like the the, the notion of like Autobots and Decepticons teaming up together to face a greater threat which for all intents and purposes should be unicron but in this it's just nemesis prime and galvatron which is kind of like sad and disappointing um so like the 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 whole idea of 
of Megatron on the golden disc lamenting going, Oh, if I had only worked with Optimus, we wouldn't be in this situation. Like, but Beast Wars Megatron doesn't know he said that. So like, what? I, I don't know. Like, like there's stuff like that. It's like, what, what do they think is going to happen? Like that, just that the G1 Megatron's so awesome that he'll fix it all himself. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty modeled at best. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I guess they, they didn't think anyone would think about it, like, you know, too closely or whatever. Fuck them. I'm thinking about it. Em. And it yeah. hurts my brain. So, Well, speaking of, like, and you mentioned him, like, let's talk a little about Starscream, because I think Starscream finally gained some utility and, like, purpose, I feel like, in the last two episodes of this, like, from the whole series. Like, did you, did you, did you find it weird that, because we're talking about it, so Starscream... Starscream steals the golden disc and the translator box with the Megatron gloop gloop DNA or whatever it is, right, from Black Arachnia and listens to everything, even though it's been said a number of times that, you know, oh, Lord Megatron, such a good idea not to listen to the whole thing because I heard it makes you cray cray or whatever the fucking line <laughs> was, right? Like, Lord Megatron. <laughs> what Folks, if you, if you haven't watched the show, he's not exaggerating. That's exactly what beats Lord Megatron. Anyway, so... Starscream steals the disc, right, and listens to it, and this essentially is transformative, but also kind of breaks him as a character. For for a minute there, I mean, he's 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 almost like full on Howard Hughes, like putting in the milk, like he can't he he can't do anything, almost like he it's too big for him, and I think so. He realizes like he gets told through the golden disc that. Galvatron is Megatron. He he understands the concept of Unicron, which is such a huge concept that there, there's somebody behind the scenes manipulating everything, keeping them apart so he can feed and feast on them. Which, again, going back to the whole philosophical thing, like ah, you know, like that's that that you can sort of see. I suppose it'd be nice if there was a a big bad Unicron we could all you know, stand up against, but uh, ah! whatever. Starscream just kind of doesn't know what to do. And then, and then I guess the decision he makes is he, he, he realizes he's not well. He says he's not strong enough to do anything about it. Um, and he gives the disc to Bumblebee and then Bumblebee just kind of like breaks the golden disc. And I'm, I, I don't, I don't know. I felt like that was stupid. Like, like I, I don't know if it was supposed to be again some kind of messaging that I'm you know just not privy to or whatever, but I didn't understand why Bumblebee just out and right broke the disc. But he kind of goes on his thing about look, the future's already here. Like you know, he, he's not going to worry about what's on the disc or not. And then later, Starscream, even though despite him verbally saying. He, he he's not strong enough to do anything. He does again confront Megatron. He does reveal the truth that he's Galvatron, and and it, he he tries to convey the threat of Unicron to Megatron. And and also the the biggest thing I think is he tries to convey the idea of I listen to the Golden Disc, and ultimately, regardless of all the stupid 
ridiculous stuff of I was invisible or I was this or I was that or whatever the golden disc said to warn him about. He said, your final warning was you should have never broke your friendship with Optimus. Like you, you guys should have been bosom buddies, which I also find ironic because technically they are bosom buddies in the future. They're just servants of Unicron. Like, so evil butt buddies of Unicron. Right. So, so, I mean, I mean, I I don't know anyway, but I mean, I, I, I understand it like philosophically, right? Like, like if, if, if uh, the, the two opposing factions would just, you know, meet somewhere, common ground, somewhere along the aisle, and we'd all be fucking happy and whatever. Like, that's that's supposed to be the messaging, I guess, or whatever, right? But, you know, when it when all said and done, Prime killed millions of people because he was a dipshit. He restores the planet to a semblance of normalcy. They They agree to let bygones be bygones, I guess. The planet's big enough for both of us for now. And they walk off, but it's like for now, like, so it's just, I don't know, like, it's just kind of like, uh, whatever, but, but, but so Starscream, like what you, you, you were definitely, uh, kind of, it sounded like you were favorable of, of some of the ways they, they tried to, I don't know, subvert your expectations with Starscream or, or, or you well, know, like this twist, whole series twist, so oh, far, it's like. What has he actually done in this whole series like so far? He's useless. Like he he hasn't he hasn't successfully performed any treachery or anything. Like and he he tries like this series to have like, you know, a, an alliance with Black Arachnia. You know, it's funny like I said like I know this must have been in production at long maybe long before or at the same time as like the Loki TV show, but I keep seeing parallels between like him and Black Arachnia and Loki and, like, Sylvie in that show. Because, like, Loki also, like, watches, like, his whole future unfold, like, on a, like, you know, on a video or whatever. And that also, like, kind of breaks him and puts him on a different path, kind of. And that's what happens to Starscream here, too. Like, he, but it's it's not his life, like, he watches. He watches, like, Megatron's, like, sort of life on the golden disc. And like, well, I guess, you know, the future must be, you know, pretty, uh, well, I think, doesn't Black Arachnia say something like, like, oh, she lies and she says, oh, I never heard of like Air Commander Starscream or whatever. Or who says that? I forgot. Mm, um, no, like Dinobot says he never heard of Air Commander Starscream. Black Arachnia at first lies and says, oh, yeah, I've heard of the great Air Commander Starscream. Come team up with me. But then later, right before he steals the golden disc away from her, he's like, or, or I think after she finds him again, after he's stolen the golden disc, she's like, yeah, I had heard of you and you weren't so great. You were a coward. You were a fucking Yeah, you were shit. a failure. Basically. You know, you, you so. didn't do anything. So, so, you know, now and then she's just being, you know. A spiteful bitch, you know. Like, yeah, that's basically uh-huh. what she's I don't doing. like. There's a certain expectation, and like you know, I I've compared Starscream and Loki before, like as similar type characters. Like, there's a certain expectation that even though they're treacherous and like you know, to some extent, like you know, Weasley and Schemy and stuff, that they're also very cunning and they should succeed to some extent. But like. I don't know. In both this for Starscream and the Loki TV show, it's all about like, no, no, you're destined for failure. Like you're mm. always going to fail. Like, 
And, and I'm kind of like, well, why are they a threat then if they're always destined to fail? And and you've got this like mirror of them, like Black Arachnia and Sylvie, like that are that both seem much more like competent and put together than them and like succeed more often than them. And I don't know, I, I feel like that just kind of takes away from both characters. So like but. At the very least, I feel like Starscream tries to, like, change his, like, destiny in this. And, like, even if he goes kind of off his rocker, it's like he's had more presence and, you know, like I said, utility in this in those last two episodes than he ever has in the previous two series. So. Well, I mean, I mean, if you if you want to take that that Marvel Comics Transformers analogy to the nth degree, I mean, Starscream is almost in his own way, like the Scorponok of of that story, right? Like he's the one that that sort of becomes the catalyst for change, at least to get the Autobots and Decepticons and Maximals and Predacons to stand side by side at the very end of the episode, right? Like so that's well, one that that's not a failure, right? Like, like, or at least the, he he isn't he isn't failing in that instance, right? And then and then the other thing is, I I mean I don't know there's there, there there's interesting things about it, but like like some of it I don't I I I still don't understand some of the execution of it. Like he's getting choked to death by Megatron while he's revealing all these dirty secrets, and then at the end he's like, well, I might not be. I forget what he says. He says something about, you know, uh, I might not be strong enough, but I can fly. And I'm just kind of like, that sounds so fucking stupid, man. I mean, I know there's supposed to be some kind <laughs> of, uh, you know, what w- what do they call it? That That's supposed to be some kind of, um, what do they call the memes? The, uh, the, 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 the little black cards with the inspirational memes is that what it is like oh, I, yeah, I know it's yeah, uh-huh. I, know, I, I know i know you know i can fly is supposed to be some inspirational fucking moment but it sounds like a fucking self-help fucking loser you know like i don't i don't i don't know that that that, that doesn't i don't know like i can fly is not going to become a thing right like like you know like <laughs> i, I I, I just, you know, it's just not right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It's not going it to be like a, I can do this all day, like type yeah. thing. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, there's not going to be I a bunch of memes fly. of Starscream going, "I could fly" on the fucking Twitters or whatever. You know, like that's that's not gonna, that's that that they're not. That's not gonna make. You know, they're but not gonna yeah, make. Like, this like I said though, like I've been implying, like you know, it's. At the very least, I feel like Starscream like finally had an actual story role, and I wasn't like you know, I wasn't embarrassed for him. I guess even though he was like off his rocker in those last two episodes, like I, like I, I felt like I felt nothing but like pity and embarrassment, like in regards to Starscream for the last like two series, and like even in the first half of this one. But at the I'm, very I'm least. Like- I think Optimus Prime stole all the pity and embarrassment for himself. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, him too, but yeah. Was that was that weird moment for you when um I for me it was weird when when uh Alita 1 says like I'll always love you. Like I felt like Whitney Houston should be coming on in the background and or something. Like I don't Is 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 that uh, am I you know cuz sometimes you're better at pointing out like my my uh my not misremembering, but sometimes I overlook things, right? Like, do Transformers espouse love for one another? I mean, 
like in 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 the majority of Transformers multimedia properties. I mean, I'm I'm assuming there's there's some semblance of that in the IDW comics, even though yeah. I'm not I'm not sure that the word love is ever used, but. I think the very first time that, like, one Transformer has said, I love you to another Transformer is probably, like, Chrome Dome and Rewind, mm-hmm. like, and that yeah. was, that was like, you know, 2013, 2014, okay. so, okay. I mean. It's still, I, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, and, and, and for, for whatever that it's was. It's not something for, Transformers usually focus Usually on. do, right? Like, yeah. it, it, there's usually, there's usually some other, other uh, uh, meaning behind it, probably right. Like, but this was—I don't know. And, and I, I think the other thing that made it strange for me is—is um, is that she's dead. Yeah, like, they all died off screen. Yep, they—they they, they all died off screen and died in some kind of nuclear winter or whatever the fuck was supposed to be going on there. And like that—that that also, th- th- there's something about that where like, may, may, maybe this is this is my. Um, cynicism but if i as an audience member cannot forgive optimus prime i i I feel it's strange that all these legions of dead people can not only forgive him but tell him he's loved like and i i just kind of like i don't know like that 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 whole scene played kind of oddly to me like where it's like it's like it's it's purposely trying to evoke sentimentality for someone who potentially like doesn't in, in my estimation doesn't really earn or deserve it you know like but i don't know I mean, <laughs> yeah uh-huh prime's pretty much a sad sack yeah think think of it this way you know you know how i'm always going on about how how when you know if if, if prime had just stuck around at the end of heavy metal to wait for megatron to pop up out of the the lava and shoot him that one last time like at the at the very end of this, right? They're not deaf, right? They they say the planet's big enough for the both of us for now. Like I would have been like, "Hey, bro, what do you mean by that for now?" Like, <laughs> yeah, wait, like, wait a do, minute. Do, do, do you want to do you want to hash this out right now so we don't repeat the mistakes? Because you know we almost had like, a nuclear winter. Like my girlfriend died. Like half of the fucking population died. Like all this stuff like went horribly, horribly awry. Prime so like, you want to go, bro? Like let's go. Like, let, let's back up and and discuss this for now nonsense. Like right now. And if there's a problem, let's let's figure it out. But but. See, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think that's kind of funny. You know what's funny in that very last scene? Like, for a second, like, you know, they had that big monument, like, and it's, it's a big monument, like, of cog. And, like, I, at first I was thinking, did they make a fucking giant statue of cog? But then, like, when I looked at the scene again, it's a, it's a statue of Cog, and the other, like, Transformer, like, engraved on the other side is, like, a reflector-type guy. So I'm like, oh, I guess it's supposed to be, like, the generic soldiers of each, like, faction, like, and that's what that's supposed to be. Like, not Cog specifically, like, but, <laughs> but I was kind of like, did they make a giant statue of Cog? Like, <laughs> Cog and Scrapface, like like our, our most beloved like casualties. Cog and Scrapface. 
that. We could have made a statue of like Alito One and Jetfire, but no, we made one of Cog. What, 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 what is it? Redshirt Plaza and Icon? Yeah, is that where that Plaza. is? Yeah. So I assume it's supposed to, yeah, represent like the you know the generic soldier types of each faction. Uh, but like, I, I like for a second, like that that was a weird like moment for me where no, I, was I like, gotta Cog! thank you for for clarifying that because I don't I don't think I ever would have picked up on that. Yeah, but look that I was like, what? What did Cog do? To, like, they didn't even—they killed Cog. Remember, he got killed by friendly <laughs> fire. Like, <laughs> he's like, it's like we will never forget your sacrifice, Cog. He's like, and then like one of them is like, I'm not dead. That wasn't Cog. It was one of the other guys. Like, you know. So, so the most important question I think that we have yet to address that we could potentially close out on is, do you think this is it? Like, do you think they're done, or they do you think they're going to do, like, do something else? I am impressed that they sealed off pretty much all the plot points they opened, except for, like, you know, Unicron, basically. But they probably could do more. I guess it depends on what, what the next toy line is going to be, and, like, what 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 exactly, if they have any fiction, like, you know, surrounding it. Like, what, what exactly are they going to do with that? Like... I mean, if they do do more, it would be nice if they picked a new like animation studio and new writers and new voice actors. But that pro- probably ain't going to happen. So I you mean, said do <laughs> do. <laughs> I mean, if he, if that Kevin Smith He-Man show can get a list cast and like pretty good, like, you know, cell drawn animation. Like why can't Transformers? Like I, I don't understand it. Maybe maybe want, they think that tra- Transformers like just sells well enough that they don't have to put any effort into the fiction or whatever. But can we get Will Smith to voice the Ark next time or whatever? Yeah, no, Will Smith's got to voice Razor Beast. Razor Beast is, is his favorite. You know, from that uh-huh. one episode of Fresh Prince. Oh, yeah. French, uh, Fresh Prince. Insert and- clip here. <laughs> Beast, and I will crush you. <laughs> War for Cybertron, Fresh Prince, and then Razor Beast yeah. will be one of the main characters. That's that's something we look, like, and this will tell you just how like really how what a like thud it landed like with. We didn't really even talk about that the arc actually like transformed. I, I kind of figured that was coming, you know, like I, I, it I, was I, super. Yeah, it was predictable. Like they had to sell the toy. But you'd think that would have been a much more epic moment than it was, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, what, the AllSpark? The thing that I was confused about was at first I wasn't sure if the arc was the AllSpark. But then later it was like, they're like, oh, no, he was was doing calculations and shit. And the AllSpark gave him, like, the jump start to actually transform. And I'm like, okay, fine. I expected it. Like I, I was waiting for it to come the whole time, and then it came, and I was just kind of like, okay. Well, if you're if you're making comparisons to Marvel Transformers, like I mean, the Ark's head is designed after like the last Autobot from yeah, like, Transformers yeah. eighty. So which, and, I mean, is, he, he does herald is, the end of the war, like in that comic. So you know, like, and I mean, that last Autobot is kind of supposed to look like the Autobot symbol, right? Yeah, his head. Yep. So, I mean, I suppose that's another thing they like maybe Wikipedia read or something or maybe yeah, they yeah, it just yeah. it's a, just a coincidence. Like, oh, it rhymes, you know, just like you see Dinobot died 25 years ago and uh, he dies in this, too. You know, it, it rhymes. You know? I, I am. I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen this lately on social media, but I've seen it a number of times where 
people keep bringing up well, I, I forget what it is the 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 principle of like you can have an idea and i can have an idea independent of your idea but they can both be the same idea so don't yell at people for stealing other people's ideas but i'm like i kind of feel like like that principle was invented like before the fucking internet like like <laughs> yeah before, like before we had all it's this information at our disposal not to do research yeah you know like like i i don't know maybe, maybe i'm just a dipshit asshole but i'm like sometimes i'm just kind of like are you serious like and and sometimes i even see like people that got stolen from defending the person who did the stealing and i'm just kind of like really like are you dude it's the same fucking shit like i don't i don't know like i just yeah i don't know all I know is if I were in charge of a like, you know, licensed property and a, a like that had a long storied history of, you know, you know, fiction and and stories and like, you know, beloved tales of, you know, that 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 inspire future generations and whatever. If I was going to tell a story in that universe, I would research the shit out of it. Like I, I would want to know, like, has anyone done anything like this before? If so, maybe I can still do it, but have a new twist on it and make it, you know, different enough. Maybe I can throw some swerves. Maybe I can subvert expectations. And here's the thing, like you don't when you subvert expectations, you got to make sure the subversion is an interesting or, you know, satisfying thing on its own. Like the subversion is not the interesting thing. Rian Johnson, you have to make the, the, what comes after the subversion like interesting and worthwhile. But. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe uh, uh, Prime should have just chucked the Allspark behind his back. Yeah, well, yeah he just chucks it off a cliff. Oh, yeah. oh. oh my god! <laughs> uh, oh no! Okay, well. Yeah, I'm trying to are, think are of you, anything are, else. That... Are you are you sad that um, bony former guy or whatever didn't make an appearance? Oh, like the the boner patrol or whatever we <laughs> were calling them. Yeah, whatever those whatever those. What, are what is it? Bri Brian calls them uh, <laughs> bonerizers. Or like, <laughs> no, yeah. there were no there were no bonerizers. There were no statues that honored I, the bonerizers on Cybertron. No, I, I called you, them like bone a, patrol. I think. Uh, yeah. Are you upset? There was no Bone Patrol in this entire um, series. Grievously upset. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. They should okay. have shown up. They should have just been talking skeletons, and they never would have explained it. Yeah. What if like, what if like after Dinobot became Casper the Friendly Ghost, like his corpse became a Bonerizer? <laughs> just a skeletal Velociraptor. Um, I mean that's basically Dinobot two, like Transmetal two Dinobot, like but. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there were there were a lot of toys. They, well, speaking of that, it's like you know when when they're in that all spark hallucination forest or whatever. It's like you know sideswipe sees Sunstreaker, but they don't actually have a model for Sunstreaker, so you don't see him at all. But you, you, what, have you, did you notice a lot of like you know animation shortcuts? Like I noticed the transformations and clouds of dust. Yeah, they 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 the, the, see the cloud of dust. You don't realize is them like quintupling down on making the shitty cg darker and darker and darker so you don't see any of the flaws in it like i think bobby skullface was like dude i don't know if i'm old or what but i can't see shit in this and i'm like dude that's on purpose bro they don't want you to see this ugly ass fucking machinima shit like so 
I mean, that I think is all. You also notice like all the fight scenes too. Like everyone like just shoots the, and you, you said it like, you know, back in when we talked about siege and Earthrise, that the, like, you know, the gun sounds are terrible Mm -hmm. in this show. So all the like shooting, but it's like Megatron, I will shoot my gun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I can't believe they, they a-okayed that <laughs> on any level. He sounds like fucking what's his face from uh, from um, the fucking regular show. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, Megatron, your mom. mom. Okay, from now on, Kingdom Megatron, <laughs> Muscle Man from Regular Show. Just <laughs> Megatron, and then Lily like he like grabs the table and like shakes it. For you, Lord Megatron, so that I could deliver the golden disc to you. You can borrow it. So we can watch you lose. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! This is gonna be hilarious. Like if they're not doing like random ass pew pewing shit back and forth, and no one of no consequence, no one gets hit, no one like you know, it's just all pew pew stuff. You notice that like the only way they could think to make the Beast Wars characters fight was like just have them transform to beast oh, mode and like oh, tackle fall, people, like yeah. People. Yeah, like and like I mean, even I mean, rats, like Rat Trap was like doing some weird like face hugger thing where he'd like jump up and wrap himself around someone. I'm like, I was like, do you any of you guys have guns or something? Because like, they probably didn't even model guns for them. Because like Optimus Primal was using like the generic Autobot like pistol or whatever. I mean, if Optimus Prime could get stand out in more than like a minute, like maybe people wouldn't be mauling each other. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and. Oh, down. Stan. <laughs> Optimus Primal's like <laughs> ripping Megatron's like, face dude, off. Sorry, bro. I, I, I mauled him before you even got finished with the stand. Like, you know. Call off your monkey, Prime. He's smearing his feces all over me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of Megatron. Like. <laughs> Lord Megatron! Lord Megatron! Autobots! Man, man! But anyway, I'm, I'm never opposed. You know what I'm looking more forward to? Those Cyberverse movies that are supposed to come out. Yeah. Like, I like. Because I, you know, we both liked Cyberverse a great deal, and there was none, none, a lot of none of the problems of this show because Cyberverse, I mean, is not, I mean, it, it takes a great deal from G1 and Beast Wars, but it, like, you know, it's a loving homage to them. It's not like it trying to be them. Like, you know, if Dinobot showed up on Cyberverse, he probably wouldn't, like, die, like, immediately or whatever. So. Yeah, him and him and Eraser might go to a nightclub. They might get stuck in a virtual reality thing where they have to do the same dance mix like forty times or something. Yeah, you know? and, they know. have to scrub a floor infinitely, like Hot Rod and Soundwave okay. had to do or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cyberverse was a lot of fun. I missed. It. I might want to rewatch that show. That was, yeah. 
before those movies come out. But I don't like I said, if they're going to do more in this universe, then they got to really step up their game, like maybe hire some. I don't want to say real voice actors, but more experienced ones. Like, I'm sure these people have done work before. It's just, you know, what? maybe maybe we're blaming the wrong. Like some of the voices are definitely wrongly cast, but maybe we should be blaming like the direction. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah, I, I mean, feel... I mean, so you know, a lot of times the voice direction they come in and they expect something and they try to hit certain marks, or you know, it, it might be a case where the budget is is again, you know, probably equivalent to the Machinima thing, where they just come in, they have them do one take, and then that's it, right? Like, and then you don't get any variation, or no one's you know bothering to to get different interpretations or takes or whatever it is you know or even work with the person they just you know they come in they have them read it and they're like okay you're done you know moving yeah, on to the next person that's, like, that's I, probably likely know, I, yeah uh-huh oh well Alrighty then uh, do you have any closing thoughts or no i mean this just just, just to let people know i mean this is this is probably going to come out you know fairly recently just like the kingdom series on netflix but i mean this technically is the the 35th anniversary of transformers the movie so i mean i i know we haven't exactly been glowing with praise for this but we we've got a whole bunch of shows for the rest of the month that are indeed a a celebration of transformers so stay tuned for all of those stay tuned indeed all right well yeah so I think, you know, as we said, out of the three shows, Kingdom is probably the best one out of the three. So if they were going to praise anything, I mean, that 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 would be that is faint and damning praise, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's resting on its team up laurels. But I mean, yeah. they, they they exist, right? Like, I mean, yep. there, there is that allure to this. If you're excited to see the Beast Wars characters again, I mean, a version of them is in this. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But. I mean, I think I enjoyed, I probably enjoyed watching this more than I enjoyed reading the first six issues of that IDW comic. So, I mean, that was my, that, that was, that was kind of my whole premise is if you're gonna have any hope of semi enjoying this, you need to read those really awful, shitty six issues of the IDW Beast Wars comic and then, then watch this and you'll be like, oh my God, this is Citizen fucking Kane. Although I guess, yeah. Do you still want to ship dicks, or have you moved on to uh, <laughs> Dino oh. Falcon or Dino Falcon? Uh, yeah, or I, I Dino Razor. Dino Razor, Dazer. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm rap uh, Falcon. Rap Rap Falcon. I I ship Rap Falcon. Or or now you can even ship uh, Black Razor Black or Arachnia. Arachnia Razor. <laughs> Arachnia Razor Bot. Can I can I have a three way? Is that okay? Yes. Okay. Throw Dinobot in there too. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he's what, too dreamy. Stop. He is. You know, might as well. What, what if it's Casper Dinobot? That'd be hot, right? Yes. Like he can, Ghost he can, Dinobot. He can, he can protoplasm through both of them at the same time, like yep. Doctor Manhattan and shit, like being like two places at once or something. And they can all do some pottery together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I, yeah, I think we got a lot of final words on um. <laughs> okay. Why, why don't you do our spiel? So, if you have any questions, comments, and I'm sure you have massive amounts of concerns, you can email us at fanholespodcast at gmail dot com. 
We are on fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. You can download all the backlog of episodes of Transformers Tuesdays over there. All our other shows are over there. You can direct download those. But we are on all kinds of streaming services. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And we're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate all the hearts, likes, and shares that we receive. Hearts like dicks and dazer hearts. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's us. So this is Mike saying, you know who else likes to terrorize? Man, man. <laughs> and this is uh, Derek, Derek WC. It's it's too big for me. I can't handle it. Here's my golden disc. And then, and then uh, Justin takes it and just breaks it in two. That's what's going to happen. Justin's like, toasty! Toasty! would never break a record. <clears throat> yes, he has too much love for vintage things. I assume it was horrible. Uh, uh, not I mean, as bad, but... It, it's, it's, it's the best one of the three giant turds. What have you done? <laughs> Quit whining! Here's another soda, you big baby. Uh-oh. <laughs> 